In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. All right. Are you feeling out of purpose? Okay. And now, if I was just hearing that for the first time, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) That surprises you, huh? Yeah. I I thought I was being so clever by saying feeling out of purpose, but it's, you know, like when you're out of sync or you're, you're lacking purpose. So you're feeling out of purpose instead of feeling in purpose. And I, I was just thinking about that because I was talking to a friend this weekend and she just was sharing how she doesn't feel like she's really living her life at the full capacity that God has created her to, to be. And I don't know if it's because that's an emotion that maybe the Holy Spirit is working on her, or if that's the pressure of our society and our culture that continuously is saying less than, or you're not at the capacity you should be. And you know how we just, we put that on ourselves that you, you have to be wonder woman. Well, I do think we are living, um, with a lot of pressure. And sometimes we don't even realize the pressure because it's so um, subliminal. It's like, you know, through the media, through even just driving down the street and seeing billboards, you know, and glaring at you and just these subtle messages that are constantly bombarding us. And especially our our young gals just for, Mm -hmm. you know, what is your purpose? And, And we have this, we have to succeed. Yeah, it's like this pressure to be the the Stepford wife, um, the the pressure of perfection, and I don't see myself as a perfectionist at all. But yet, you see the little things that you do that maybe you're you are striving for that perfection. You don't even realize it. And I think American the, the American media, just like you said, the billboards, everything is just kind of screaming at us. It says, "Look like this in your darling gym outfit," and you have to have your Starbucks drink in your hand, and you know, of course, have hot sex with your husband and then get of course your, you have to slide that in. <laughs> you have to get your kids out the door. You have to work your 40 hour work week. And then above all of that, of that perfection, you also need to have your home looking like, I think Rachel Ray is more of a cook, but I see her, her cover on magazines, yes, you know, that yes. Martha Stewart look uh, in your house. And, um, you know, but we have to hold that thought because here we're going at all these pressures of our society and we have yet, um, not introduced what our show is. And going you're to be highly today. caffeinated this morning. I can tell <laughs> you are listening to girlfriend at radio. And this is Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. And we love to rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we'll have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriend.com. And don't forget, you can also follow us on our Facebook 
and on our Twitter. So let's go back to the question that you asked earlier, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of rephrase it. How do you stay in purpose? Well, I think one thing is, and, and we've been talking about a lot about choices, um, you make the choice daily, and that um, just focusing on that, on making that choice, and, and wake up, waking up in the morning and going, okay, God, what do you have cut out for me today? I give you this day and I give you all my choices. Please help me to, to make wise choices is one way that we can stay in purpose. Well, you know, unfortunately, it's it's hard not to choose because like we said earlier, our society is screaming for beauty and that physical perfection. And um, it you, you can't escape it. It's, no. just, it's just everywhere you go and you want to say, you know, I want to I'm not going to let that influence me, but it, you can't help it not. Yeah. You know, there's mirrors everywhere you go, yeah. and it, everything is just screaming. So the question is, what do you do? It's not that you can eliminate that, but how do you really navigate through that? And I think one of the great ways to do is just have conversations yes. about it and talk about it. And we were going to be doing that. Um, this is a part of the show where I was going to say, um, you know, later in our show, joining us is Nancy Alcorn from Mercy Ministries, and we're going to be talking all about and we how our so, choices. So lead excited to. to have her on the show! But I am not going to be introducing Nancy Alcorn at this at this point. But we are so excited now <clears throat> to have our other guests that are going to be with us today. And one thing is, we we had Nancy Alcorn canceled because it's interesting to know that other people are time zone challenged because we just had the time zone change, and apparently um, there was a miscommunication of the clocks in her, in her world. So. I'm glad we're not the only one. So anyway, Nancy will be joining us at another date, and we're excited to talk to her and all the wonderful things that, that she is doing through Mercy Ministries. But we have some special guests that we are really excited. Wendy Smith is going to be joining us later in the show, and Rachel, Rachel Dolzer. And we're just talking about this whole, this whole concept and idea about living your purpose. And you see so many, I know we both are passionate about um, the younger generation. We both have daughters, and we both were young at one point in time. <laughs> so we kind of understand it. Yet the world has changed drastically even in the past seven years with the, um, you know, the introduction of social media and all of that. And so um, it is a different world and different environment. And, and we have to learn how to how to guide each other and young women through that, you know, all the chaos and the noise of, of screaming at us to be perfect and to have beauty, to have the right image. And you see like so many reality shows and yes. it's just, it's right there and you can't help. And, um, I know one of the shows that I watch, and I'm, you know, kind of confession, I don't watch it like, I do it with, with my daughter and my daughter-in-law, oh, it's so more for the, it's more for the community and the true, fun. true yeah. confession, because yeah. I know when you, like, justify it by saying, I, I do this with my bonding time. Yes, with- it really is all about the community <laughs> and the bonding time and time with my girls, but um, we, we uh, are watching Just say it. the Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> yes, and it, okay, I got to tell you why I'm, I'm interested in this season. It's not the cast, you know, but Dorothy Hamill mm-hmm. is, is one of the stars. And I, that takes me back to memory lane because Dorothy Hamill was the Olympic gold skater, ice skater, when I was in high school. When I was, I was a junior or senior, she's like a couple years older than me. And I just remember Dorothy Hamill. She had that wedge haircut. Yeah. She was everybody, darling. Everybody got that cut after Oh, Dorothy. she was darling. And she just glided on the ice. And I even remember after watching the Olympics that year, I went to the ice rink because I was going to skate like Dorothy Hamill. Mm-hmm. And I think that lasted 30 minutes. And that was a one-time shot. Because when it was your like, ankle started Yeah, because I couldn't glide across. She makes it look, they make it look effort, you know, as you yeah. know. And you go out there and you're hobbling and wobbling. And I was, I was really hugging the wall. 
I wasn't out in the center too much. Yeah. So I thought this is not going to be for me. But um, anyway, I, I, I digress. But Dorothy <laughs> Hamill's on there. And I saw her the other night. It's like the first the first show of the season. And to see her, you know, just a, a year or so older than me and gliding out there, I mean, just dancing. And it, you can't help but go, I want that. I want to be like that. I want to be like Dorothy. Mm -hmm. I still want to be like Dorothy Hamill is letting my body move gracefully like that. And you, I don't think you will outgrow that. Yeah, I know. It does. It starts at such a young age of wanting that that beauty. We're so appearance driven yeah. um, on, on our image. And it's really easy, you know, in, in our Christian realm to, to go, okay, we just really need to start listening to God's truth that we are wonderfully created. Psalm 139, 14, and, you know, say something positive about yourself. When you look in the mirror, say something that how God or, you know, would whisper in your ear and what Jesus would hold your cheeks in his hand and, and tell you how wonderful you are. And we say these things. And then so many times though, we, we don't believe them. And we want to say them to the younger generation and they don't believe them because we have a tendency to listen to the lies because the lies are bombarding us harder than, than the truth. And we really do, like you, you mentioned earlier, just talking about it, discussing that it is an issue. So people don't feel so less than, and, um, you know, once again, we get into that. If you, you we live in these lonely, isolated worlds and it becomes even more so because if we want to have the Martha Stewart home and the Rachel Ray, you know, big dinner spread, we once again want to live up to that expectation and we can't. So we just go, hey, I'll meet you at coffee or I'll meet you here. We don't even want people I am to come so into our I am so guilty of that. Yes. I am so guilty of that because we want everything to be in its proper way because we don't know what they're really thinking. And then have you ever done this? It's like you, you're having somebody over and you know their house is is like dec it, it is the Martha Stewart home. Yes, and so it, you really do struggle with that. Oh, I don't. I, what are they going to be saying when they're walking in my house? Are they going to notice this or that? And and it is interesting because when you have people over like that, you start noticing things you've never noticed before. And I got to tell you this because you you know this story. But I you know a couple months ago I got a a, a pebble in my windshield. Yes, and you know and it it formed this crack, huge crack. Huge crack that went right down my windshield in the past like couple of months, right in front of my face. And it's one of those things you're like, I got to take care of that. I got to fix that. We don't notice the imperfections, you know, right that are staring right us in the face. Yeah. And it's like, someday I'm going to do something about that. And then I had to go pick up somebody um, that was, you know, coming into town. And, and it was, um, I was a little nervous about that. It was a speaker coming into town. And then I was very much aware <laughs> of the crack in my windshield. And I called and I, I got it fixed, but they couldn't fix it before I was driving yes. her around. So I just named it and claimed it with her. You know, like I know I have this big crack and I should have taken care of it. So just know you're in a classy car with a cracked windshield. <laughs> but I don't know why I'm telling that story, but to tell you that there's things all around, we don't notice until somebody yeah, that our, we want to impress. Yes. Our faults are magnified. Yes. When, we're when you're to, trying to impress somebody and we all fall guilty of that, then you start noticing these little imperfections and they bother you. Yeah. Oh Yeah. It, it, it's so interesting how we can let these things go. And that's what we're, we do have to, to double check on because many times we, we kind of spiral because you feel, you, you're feeling inadequate, you're feeling less than, and you just go, why bother? And so there's, there's a healthy balance because 
to a certain degree, you, you do, you, you want others to want what we're having, which is Jesus. And when we represent Jesus, we want to represent him well. And yet you don't have to get caught up in to the point of your image being at that level of where you're just out of control as a, you know, perfectionist and you, you crash, you crash and burn. I know. Well, we're going to have to take a, a break here. And um, we are actually very excited about because this conversation really does affect so many of mm-hmm. us. It affects us as moms because we have, you know, these teenage and college age girls and it just affects women in general. Like we said earlier, we don't outgrow this. And so it really is a relevant thing and and decisions we need to make about how we choose to see ourselves. Like you said, do we see ourselves as God sees us or do we see us as the world, you know, is trying to project onto us and make us think that we're less than. So joining us next is Wendy Smith. We're excited. Stay with us. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on DougieNet.com. Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. 
Well, welcome back to our show where we are talking about living in your purpose. And you know, so many times when you know your purpose, it really does help you stay on track and you're not um, susceptible to other people telling what you what you should do or, or could do. And our next guest is Wendy Smith, who is the producer of creative events for women at ASU. And she, she and her husband work with the church, Hope Christian Church, which really is intentionally reaching out to college-age students um, at ASU, Arizona State University, and such a significant ministry that they really believe in reaching out to the younger generation and, and really being intentional with that. And she just did an event called Pink to Purpose. And it's a talk, it was dealing with this whole issue of image and how these younger girls are seeing themselves. So, Wendy, we want to welcome you to our show. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Well, you know, you this is a passion of yours, too, is just really helping the next generation really see that they do have a purpose beyond what the world is trying to tell them and that God has a, you know, has something for them and they matter and a place in the kingdom. How how did your journey into being passionate, working with this generation, how did that transpire? Well, it, it um, my passion really grew out of... Um, what happened to me when I was in college. I was a young 19-year-old and at the University of Florida. I grew up in Florida, and um, through meeting a campus minister on, on the, just out in the highways and byways of the campus, my life really got intersected in a God moment, and I came into a church, and it was really the women in that little local church that started reaching out to me, and I started sharing my life story and how I needed help, especially with my relationships with men and mm-hmm. how I had been doing them in the past. So that has carried through. So ever since I've been 19, I'm well over 19 now, but um, <laughs> I just have never lost, um, you know, wanting to help young women navigate through those years, you know, in college. That's awesome because, you know, the good that we want to see happen in the world usually gets done through the choices ordinary people make. Not that you're ordinary, Wendy, but (laughs) so many times, you know, we look at that and we see people just being passionate and and really making a dent in their corner of the world. And we go, oh, that's them. They had all this, you know, God has just gifted them. And so many times we don't realize that it was just what you said. You just you take those steps and then that is when you just keep participating and going on God's adventure is when he just keeps pouring those gifts and blessing those gifts and you just keep moving forward. So that's really neat just to see what someone will, will, will do in that situation. What are, what are some of the things just in helping the the listeners out there to really Mm -hmm. help you know, there's moms and just, you know, girls that are listening to, to just make them aware of what's taking place with all the pressures in, from our society. Sure. I see it every day. And um, I have three sons that are in high school. So I'm meeting their friends that are girls and then all the way up through college and beyond. Um, and it's, we live in a culture that is crazy when it's giving a lot of mixed messages, especially to young women. And I see the effects of that every day. You can, you know, listen to music and the messages that are in there um, regarding 
relationships especially, um, how women should be treated or not mm-hmm. treated <laughs> very well, and, and then in the media and magazines and advertising that put so much pressure to look a certain way, to be a certain type of woman when, you know, I've heard it said, there's only eight supermodels in the world, but we're all trying to, you know, be like them mm-hmm. and and just how devastating that is because certainly God has made every woman uniquely beautiful and why try to fit into a crazy mold that you weren't intended to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I, and I think one thing too is my mom used to always say, find something that you're good at. It, be it baking cakes or playing the piano, whatever it is, <laughs> right. and, and be good at that, that one thing. And, and I think so often we compare, we play that comparison game on every aspect of our life rather than going, you know what, this is where God has gifted me. And that, that's why I keep trying to share with, I have two girls, just, you know, let's focus on, on these things. But it's so easy to focus on the beauty instead of the other gifts that you have. Yes, definitely. And also, I will just throw in there, too, that you have to find the right man, you know, like all along that way, too, that there's so much pressure to, um, that there's a perfect man out there for you, and if you look this way or, you know, learn these, you know, skills or whatever, that, um, that they're, you know, it's the relationships, I think, with men, too, that the, the culture is really pressing, that if you find the right guy, then your life is going to be perfect, or mm-hmm. your purpose will come through that instead mm-hmm. of you are uniquely created by God with a purpose, with gifts and talents and abilities to be um you know, shared with others, you know, and to, I like to tell young women, you know, make others great around you, you know, and, but the culture really kind of wraps a lot of, um, or just distorts that true woman's purpose, right? That it, um, has to come through other avenues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know that eating disorders, because uh, so many times, like you said, you got to get that guy and then your life will be perfect, which causes this stress of, you know, being the little skinny minis and looking like the, the eight supermodels that are out there. Uh, the eating disorders are now, you know, they're epidemic. Before they used to be able to profile that, mm-hmm. you know, with the eating disorders that come from this type of home with, you know, maybe an overbearing mom, a per, you know, perfectionist mother and, and now it doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter where you know where you live. It's just an epidemic in the United States. They, they say approximately 11 million women and girls struggle struggle with anorexia and bulimia, and that it begins at the age of 14. But girls are being diagnosed as young as eight years old. And I know Lisa and I, we went out to Ramuda Ranch is a place here in Arizona that, um, that just focuses on eating disorders. And we were shocked at these nine, 10 year old girls with, you know, tubes coming out of their nose, just mm-hmm. these feeding tubes. And they had them decorated. They had jewels on them and beads, you know, they had kind of had them tied up into their hair. And we, we were like, even that, even their feeding tubes, you know, we had to look good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
it's it's crazy. Well, it's not just affecting the younger ones. We, we, women and even men, it's it's affecting. Your, they're struggling with with this with an eating disorder, mm -hmm. and it's just this whole image thing. And you just go, okay, we can tell them that they're beautifully and wonderfully made, and sometimes. I know it even in the Christian circle that just you get you just keep hearing that where you go numb to those mm -hmm. words mm -hmm. and you go. So what does that look like changing? And, I, you know, I appreciate what you're doing because we really believe that so so much of life transformation happens in group settings. Mm -hmm. It's not so individualistic, but when you are learning and growing with a group, you don't feel like so alone. So everybody else is learning at the same time. So it's like, you're not the odd man out if you, if you're making a life change and, and that's what you're doing with these women is, is these young gals is helping them to see that I'm not the odd one because I want to be pure. I'm not the odd one because I'm not, you know, believing the lie that my culture is telling me about what, real beauty really is and we have distorted true beauty and focus more on the outside than on the inside which we all know but so then you know what does that look like to change that um you just did your pink to purpose and uh, tell us a little bit about that and the messages and how that was received and um you know what that looked like yeah we um you know, every year um, through our church, Hope Christian Church, we would do an event called Pure Hope. And what what happened, um, this might be a little bit long of a story, but it, it really started in my basement with eight young women who wanted mm -hmm. to learn more about who they were in the Lord, but um, kind of dealing with the choices they had made prior to you know, becoming a Christian. So as, just like you said, Lisa, so powerful, we cannot change in isolation. You know, we have to have another person, another, you know, small group of trusted friends that we can share our life with. So mm -hmm. as these young women started sharing their stories and the healing that came out of sharing those stories, well, that grew into an event that they said we want to tell this to a broader on a broader scale, and so young women that had ASU students would invite their friends, and um, I think we, you know, maybe have 150 girls come and hear about eight women's stories of the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm. and that just kept growing, and girls were just hearing these stories and saying, if she could change, I could change. If she made that choice, well, I could talk to her about my life. And so I heard about a young woman who was a Victoria's Secret model and who had left the industry of modeling because of her faith convictions. So we said, well, what if we invited her to campus? And as I got to know this young woman, um, she really had a story just like the girls at ASU. So we com we made an event, and we called it Pink to Purpose. And this young woman who was a Victoria's Secret runway angel of 2010, mm -hmm. Kylie Basuti is her name, she shared how she went from representing pink to really finding her purpose and being the kind of role model that she wanted to be. And we combined it with the women at ASU and their stories, and the response was fantastic. Um, we made a little booklet of stories, 
and said, if you want to read more stories, so all across ASU, there are about 100 women each week reading stories of how young women's lives went from, we call it pink, kind of pop culture, Mm. and into finding purpose. And they're thriving, these young women, and they're not churchgoers. They're, you know, some are churchgoers, some are not, but they're learning that change is possible. Well, Wendy, we're going to stop on that and come right back. We'll be talking about purpose when we return. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90-plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one-of-a-kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back to our show today. We are talking about if you have fallen out of purpose, how do you find that being in purpose? And this one, uh, this conversation, we're just really focusing on making those healthy choices and realizing that our culture puts so much stress and so much pressure on us that it's easy just to give up to spiral down, spiral out of control, and truly fall out of purpose. And so we are having a great discussion with Wendy Smith. And Wendy, you're talking about going from pink to purpose and the girls, these college students that you're working with. And, of course, we were laughing during break because our sound engineer wants um, to start a ministry calling pizza to purpose. But... um, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I don't know. That would probably go over really well. But uh, so tell us a little bit more. And I would love to hear some of the stories because you say it's just thriving out there with this this whole goal of pink to purpose. Right. Well, the, you know, our event, Pink to Purpose, really focused on women hearing other women, young women's stories of mm-hmm. life choices and it definitely was a lot having to do with um, their relationships. And so, so at the end of the result, here at the night, um, Kylie Basuti, this former Victoria's Secret model, was telling these young women that even I cannot measure up to my Photoshopped pictures that I see. And how she explained to these young women how the more she focused on her outward, the the more insecure she became inside about herself. And mm. that just was shockwaves. Um, the feedback of just hearing that these girls were saying, you know, no one told me this. I didn't know, <laughs> you know, that if mm. I'm just always focused on how I look and my body on the outside, that I'm going to feel more insecure about who I am. And to hear a woman who, you know, at the age of 19 was at the pinnacle of modeling in the world say at that point she was the most insecure, how does that happen? You Mm. would think she would be um, feeling very self-confident. But also with relationship choices, The ASU students that were in the program also, you know, kind of saying, I've left pop culture's messages of telling me how to do relationships, and I want to do it, my relationships, purposefully and relate to people in purposeful ways. Um, They really went to the underbelly and really exposed how internally it made them feel. And so the young women who came to this event were saying, no one ever talks about the result of um, my feelings and my emotional state. And these girls were gutsy. They were telling stories of even how they lost their virginity and what that did to them and how it got them off the purpose of their life. And so, um, you know, as a mother of teenagers myself and as a woman who walked through a lot of these same issues during my college years, um, I think these girls were saying things like, I feel free to be myself. And, you know, this is awesome. And it's awesome when women get together and talk about the reality, Mm -hmm. you know, like it really is very freeing. And when the purpose is on you being who God's made you to be, I know one thing about women is that they're inspiring and Mm -hmm. we can inspire each other and the people in our lives. And that's so important, like you said, if you're talking about it, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, just even her sharing that, that that was a, a time in her life when she was the most insecure. And had she had those friends that would be supporting her and around her, um, just to even have the discussion uh, is is huge, just being Well, many aware. times we look at other people and we assume, like you would look at her and you would assume she's got it all together. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got the, you know, the world is going well for her. She's got, she's got status. She's got money. She's got recognition. Mm-hmm. And for her to say, you know, what you think you're seeing is really not reality. This is what I'm feeling. And 
you know, good for you to bring out those conversations. That's what, those are the conversations we need to be having. We need to uh, create those environments, those safe environments for women to share their stories like, like the model and then the girls attending where they're realizing, okay, this is not the norm. What You're assuming something is normal that is not normal. Well, and if we're not sharing it, I, it, I, I was watching a show the other day and they were, it was a psychologist talking about eating disorders are real, um, they're, the, the numbers are going up with women that are middle-aged because they never dealt with it when they were younger. You just keep, they just either keep this eating disorder and now it's magnified because they're dealing with you know, life, the stresses of, of life now when they're hitting 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. So to be able to deal with it, like, that you're touching on this in college to where you can get healthy and you're not going through your, your whole life, you know, right. fighting this battle. I mean, I, Lisa and I have met some gals that are, you, you know, just, well, I guess we're a little bit older than them. But, but, <laughs> not in mean, our minds, we're not. Yes, not in our minds. We were shocked <laughs> that they're still dealing with bulimia, that it's just this, you know, for years and years, you're, you're, you're getting into that 15, 20 years that they've been you know, struggling, struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I've heard if what you don't take care of in your 20s, you'll definitely get another chance in your 40s, right? (laughs) And and that's so true because we we always, we kind of laugh, but not like, ha ha. (laughs) But you think like, why am I dealing with this in my 40s? I thought I had resolved this or I didn't think that in my 20s I would have these issues or seeing things like that kind of emerge. You go, where did that come from? Yeah. You know, all of a sudden. I, I, I think for me too, like, again, I said I have three sons, so I don't have a daughter, but when my son started in high school, I think things came up in my life of mm-hmm. my high school days and what was it like for me and what are the, you know, like what are the, the things that are going to um, be confronting them. But it definitely, you know, that's insecure. That's an insecure um, time too, I think. So again, you know, going back to those key issues of do you have a friend you can talk to about when those insecure times come in our lives is so critical. And someone who tells you the truth and points you in the right direction, you know, not someone who um, would be telling you negative things, but um, really wanting you to grow in the Lord and to Mm -hmm. be closer to him. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, even as a parent to be careful, I know for me, like when you said, when your son hit high school, you start, you know, having this stuff come up. I had such an incredible high school experience that you're even projecting that on your kids. Like I want you to have the same experience that I had. So you need to be in student government you need to be in, you know, in the sports and you need to, and we don't even realize that we're pushing all that on them and making them feel less than because they're not having the same experience that, that you had. And so we have to be so much aware of the pressure, even as a parent that you're, you're putting on, on your, your child. Mm-hmm. Well, and it goes back to, you're, you're just really reinforcing again, which we're passionate about is really creating those cultures within groups and communities. So, so our young gals can have this dialogue that they know is safe, that they know somebody really does have their back that really cares about them and wanting them to succeed and, and really to find their purpose. And that, that age 
if that college age, wow, that is such a tough time in life because you're trying to figure out who you are. You're trying to figure out what who you want to be when you grow up. And then you realize when you get in your 40s that you still are trying to figure out who you want to be when yeah. you grow up. And we, we still <laughs> want to hear the story about the supermodel feeling inadequate. So yeah. can we go back to her insecurity? You don't want to hear about oh, me. Like, it's like, right, right. I'm like the couch here and you're just like avoiding. <laughs> well, let me just throw in a real practical thing too that came out of that night because after the event, we always, you know, we go get dinner. We're sitting around our dinner table, and um, this young woman is with us, and um, and she, at the end of dinner, she just kind of looked around the table and told all of us, this, this is so wonderful, this fellowship, this talking around a dinner table. She said, in all my years of modeling, this never happened. At mm. the end of a project, we never sat around and had this time and so just think of that you know I mean that's pretty amazing but Mm -hmm. I just think about the young women in our lives that we can impact through sitting at a table at Starbucks or just you know I love that you know a lot of young people today aren't connecting over a meal or you know no matter it doesn't have to be fancy right it's just it's the connection of a face-to-face connection not Mm -hmm. facebook to facebook or text to text but a real face-to-face um conversations how life-changing those are yes and you know on on the life-changing i think that's a really good tip to to Break bread together, not break bread while you're staring at a screen, but together, face to face. And we just have like two more minutes before we go into our commercial break. Is there another like tip like that, Wendy, that you can just share with our listeners on how we can help us with the, the pressures of our, our culture today? Well, I, I just want to reiterate again how we all feel this pressure. So if we if we keep it inside of us and not share, you know, with a, a trusted friend, you know, then I think that is just key. Like, why do I do what I do or feel about myself the way I feel? Maybe it's because, like, maybe I have bought into some of this culture, pop culture that says, as a woman, I have to look a certain way and present myself a certain way rather than, no, it's who I am that's important. So, um you know, just reiterating, talking to your friends and to let the cat out of the bag, so to speak, and just share. And how much I have, I mean, just myself, I've been so encouraged that when I just simply talk about those deeper issues of my heart with someone, boy, that cloud can lift. Mm. Well, and so many times we hold things in, we, we hold these secrets in as, 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 as women, because mm-hmm. we learn as little girls to have our secrets and those secrets, those dark secrets, sometimes they, they keep us in bondage and it is, it is critical. Like you said, to find somebody that's trustworthy to share that with and to a trusted friend that loves you, that loves the Lord, that has your best interest Mm -hmm. and go, this is where I'm at and this is what I'm struggling with. And once that comes out, there is freedom in that. And thank you again, just for coming and joining us today and for your your gosh, your your ministry and how significant it is and creating those places for our young women to just have those conversations and know they're safe and know they're loved. So Wendy Smith we love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for having the dialogue with us. And um, we are going to put on our website how women can find out more about Pink to Purpose. And stay with us. We'll be right back. 
is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVette live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back to the show today. And we are talking about falling out of purpose and how easy it is to fall out of purpose in um, just the stresses that our society, our culture places on us and that perfection. And we feel like we can't hit that perfection. So it's easy to just spiral out of control. And I know one thing that I do as a parent is I pray continuously for my children to find their purpose early in life. And that's one thing I I wish that I would have... um, been more on top of it at a younger age. And so it's, it's exciting to introduce our next guest, uh, Rachel Dotzler. And I have to tell you, um, there is nothing that gets me just more riled up is when I see a, a young person that is so passionate for the Lord that they really do know their purpose. And I met um, Rachel a couple of years ago as I was sitting at a table getting ready to, to dive into um, some ministry at our church. And she happened to be sitting next to me. 
and she's got this really cool hip fun look and she's got the um the sleeve tattoo of Noah's Ark going down her arm and I just there was just this that kindred spirit as I was sitting next to her and I could just feel her passion it was coming out of her pores of how she really wants to participate in what God has her to do and so um as I got to talk to her and I and I found out that she was going to be diving into um helping out with the junior high girls um there at at our church I was like okay I can just tell you are really passionate um just in connecting girls and that's that's what I'm passionate about so I ended up inviting her into coming on um, our ministry, going into the uh, strip clubs. And it was funny because I didn't even think to ask her her age and she was underage. <laughs> so it was like, all right, girl, but as soon as, you, but just by a week, <laughs> yeah, as soon as you hit 21, you are going into the clubs with us and, and we are going to take this on. And it was funny. So um, I think she spent her 21st birthday with she us. She did indeed. She had her license 21. She was ready to, to, to go in there. So, Rachel, thank you for being uh, the guest on our show today. Hey, girls. Thanks for having me. And, well, we, we were just laughing that um, you you don't know how to say no to us, so it's really cool that we can just always <laughs> always ask you. But you are oh, definitely I dread passionate. the day I say no to you guys. So. <laughs> and that's good. It's good that you're, you're afraid. So, <laughs> Rachel, you, you work with the junior high girls, and I know that um, you see a lot. And you hear a lot, and we're just um, wanting to know from your perspective because you're in that the, the early twenties, and so you've also experienced a lot of the, the the pressures that are taking place. What do you think is the number one? And I know that's a hard question. The number one pressure that is on our our younger generation, on our girls right now. Well, I have to say it's definitely um, the whole image thing. I mean, it surprises me how much junior hires, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, struggle um, with this idea of being beautiful and that they have to present themselves in a certain way. Um, so, you know, constantly every week when I, you know, get in a life group with these girls, I just see their hearts and I see their struggles that they're dealing with at school. And, um, you know, they watch these TV shows that, of course, you know, tell them how they're supposed to act and um, how they're supposed to live a certain way. So I definitely see the image and, you know, what they wear and um, how they just try and present themselves to other people to show that they they are beautiful and they can measure up to certain people. And, um, so, yeah, image is definitely a huge thing for them. At such a young age, it does surprise me. Well, I'm always surprised even in elementary school. My daughter's still in elementary, and when I um, go over there, these girls, these fifth and sixth graders, are in high heels. They're literally in these little, you know, shoes that have the – and I'm thinking, man, I remember – we wore tennis shoes. (laughs) You wanted to go chase the boys, which is not appropriate at all. But, I mean, you wanted to go out there on the field and run and play soccer and do things. And you, you can't do that wearing these little high heel shoes. So at such a young age, the, the image is, is so out there. What, what do you do as a leader um, in helping out with, with these girls? I think the huge thing for me, um, and kind of what you guys were saying earlier, how Lisa was saying that, you know, to tell these girls that they're beautiful, you know, it, it's great to tell them that. But when they keep hearing that they're beautiful and um, they start seeing themselves as, oh, well, 
I want to hear this all the time, and I, that means I need to keep up with how I look and how I present mm-hmm. myself. And um, so my number one thing is to really just kind of point out um, their strengths, their talents. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a girl in my group who um, she's a beautiful singer. Um, you know, she's 13 years old, and she always gets into these plays, and um, she just has a great voice, and she's always willing to share with her uh, share with us her voice. And um, and when she does, I can just see this sense of um, she always says like God has just blessed me with this beautiful voice, and that's how I see myself. I just I just have this voice, and I really don't care how anyone else sees me on the outside in this image because she has such a strong heart. So for her to say this, she really teaches me a lesson too. Um, but I think definitely you know after. Knowing that she had this voice, I, I, I made it a point to just really um, bring out the talents and the gifts that God has blessed these girls with to let them know that, you know, beauty is not, it's not the number one thing. You, you are blessed with so many other things that God just wants to pull out of you um, and, and bless you with. I think that's great to be able to focus on a, another talent, another gift besides just, and you're right. We, we do that all the time. As soon as we see, we're like, Oh, I love your outfit. You look so beautiful. It's just, it's just the natural thing. Yeah. Comes out of our mouth. We default to that. Yes. Uh, my mom used to always say, Oh, your hair looks so pretty. And they, she would go through all these gifts and talents of my brothers and sisters. And I was the baby of six. And when it would come to me, she would kind of, you know, laugh and go, well, Patty, she makes people laugh and she has great hair. And to this day, that's the way I, I, I saw myself as, okay, I got to really focus on making people laugh and I really got to focus on, it's like, this is my only attribute. So this is, what, and you don't realize words are so powerful. And, oh, yeah. and I even remember, it was stupid. I remember having dreams that someone would come and cut my hair that just shows <laughs> you, even subconsciously, I'm like, okay, don't mess with my hair. And, <laughs> That's, we, at such a young age, we put the that we label these these girls and their beauty and and their outfits because we tell them how cute their outfits are. Mm-hmm. We're, we're guilty, aren't we? Yes, we yes. are so guilty. <laughs> I am. Well, it, it it really is about changing the conversation and being aware of the conversation mm-hmm. and the messages and what we what we are telling them because we can innocently do that and because we all like to be complimented. Yes. But it's like, okay, how can we be more intentional with our compliments so that they reflect more the inner beauty than the outer beauty? Yeah. And and get that where that's a, a healthy conversation that we do. And that's a challenge, even it for is. us among women, because the first thing we do is, oh, I love your hair. Oh, I, I, I love just, your, you know, that. I just saw Rachel. And what did I say? I heard you got your hair colored and cut. And, you know, <laughs> it's like yeah. all about, oh, you look cute and all this. And yeah, we. Because I really don't care about who you are, Rachel. It's just all your physical appearance. Just right. so you know. no, of let's course. get that out on the open. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. Um, it's funny you're talking about this because I actually did not too long ago. We did um, a series just kind of um, on image. I can't remember the exact name of it, but I remember doing an exercise with my girls before to kick off our life group. I told them, I was like, before we start, I want you to say something nice about the person next to you, but it cannot be um, a a physical trait. It has to be something that you admire about them um, internally and who they are. And it was Mm -hmm. just, you know, it did, it took them, you know, a few minutes longer than what it would have taken to say something um, about them physically, because it's it's so easy to see the outside and to, um, to call someone out on what they look like on the outside. So 
And it was really cool to see them, you know, say these certain things. And I truly think they had um, just a better sense of what beauty was when they heard other people talk about their inner beauty. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely a really cool I think that's a huge tip for our listeners to, you know, as parents or as girlfriends, just, you know, supporting each other to really look at that person that you're hanging out with and go, I want to come up with one compliment that doesn't um, focus on their appearance because we're so appearance driven Mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, with Lisa, I just think that you are so significant and you think so deeply. It makes it causes me to think deeper, which is really hard because I know I'm a shallow person. <laughs> There's a lot of silence when we talk, right? <laughs> Pregnant pause. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. No, but it, it is good to start changing and being, you know, awareness is everything. And we start yes. having these conversations and go, how do we need to change that dialogue, even among our own peers? But And so... Our, even our, the younger gals are seeing us and as the mature ones because yes. we're we're a little older hi, than hi, we're a mature. little older than Rachel. Um, <laughs> we love that you hang out with us in spite of that. That you know we you make us feel so young and we it is fun because we do um, a strip club ministry together and it is fun to see all the different ages of our team. There's yes. like seven or eight of us and by the we way, have a blast. Rachel, that was your compliment for the day. Your compliment was that you hang out with us. <laughs> That's your gift. That's your skill. I don't know if that would be considered a compliment or not. <laughs> that you choose us. We, we, we are honored. But it is really bad. And, you know, we, we talk about we go into the clubs and, you know, so we see that magnified with mm-hmm. these women that are just it's all about the image to them. And that's how they're getting recognized and valued. And that's one of our messages going in with these women into the, the strip clubs is you are, are valuable. It's mm-hmm. not about the physical, and it, it truly is about who God created you inside, and we don't use those words, but we try to just really lift them up and yeah. encourage them and other things. What is your purpose? How are you? What is something you love to do? What are you passionate about? And, and get them, you know, refocusing to go, there is more to me than this. Yes. And, and so many times as women and as younger, younger girls, we define ourselves by our various roles. And so many times those roles are projected onto us from other people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Rachel, we only have one minute left before we are going to end the show and say bye-bye and say bye-bye. But is there, is there a one minute tip that you can give us on, on one more thing that you do to just help the girls? You know, I think it's just really, um, about pointing them in the right direction of, of what beauty really means to them. And, um, just honestly encouraging them. Um, you know, I still get girls that are, well, I don't have a gift. I don't know what my gift is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my talent is. All I know is that I just want to be beautiful and show people that I can measure up to you mm-hmm. know, these movie stars. And, um, but I think just holding them accountable and just, you know, really listening to what God has to say to you about, um, your inner beauty, you know, everyone has talents, everyone has gifts. It's just, um, whether or not we're really listening to, to what those are and whether the, the media and everyone is kind of blinding us from what we, um, who we truly are. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for, hey, Rachel, thanks for joining our show today and talking about this. We just want to encourage everyone to go find your purpose and live in purpose. Have a great day. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. 